Welcome back to DMnastics, the gym for dungeon masters to work out their minds. I'm DM Neil, aka Joke Maniac, and I have another amazing guest host with me. Again, I always say co-host because they're probably going to do just as much work, if not more, than I will. So I will let them introduce themselves. Hello, everybody. I am Eric Skull, and I am here to talk wizard schools yet again. Uh, yes. Man, it's good to be back. I was on the block for... Episode 115, Schools of the Arcane, yes. and I, I felt that was a very fun and successful uh, episode. Hopefully, the listeners found it to be as helpful and useful as it was fun to record for us, but uh, thrilled to be back here to uh, the Diamnastic side of things. That's really cool. Definitely, and I made, after that episode, Diamnastics number 96, Magical School Masterpiece. You know, got inspired by the conversation and decided that we should create a school of magic in the world of Dayaimbe. And I must say that this was one that people really jumped onto. We, Eric and I had to kind of have a discussion of what in the world can we build because everyone kind of took all the prompts and did them already, <laughs> which is a great thing. Don't get me wrong, but then it's a little bit more work for us to find out what we wanted to do. But before that, Eric, I know you have a question for me, which is definitely turning the tables. Yes. Neil, tell me, have you read any good books lately, perhaps since we last were interacting? I have. I have started reading um, an, an interesting book. And I, what I did was I actually purchased a combination of all seven. So it's just one giant book through Kindle. Ooh. I didn't know that. It, oh, on Kindle. I was like, yeah. oh, that's great. Really? Yeah, so I just, I, because I was looking, you know, and I was looking around like, you know, because obviously one of the things would be like, what's the most cost effective way to actually purchase all of these? Yeah. And then I found the just a one through seven compilation. So I am currently 5% through the entire series. So. <laughs> How many chapters is that into Sorcerer's Stone? Um, I'm about halfway done with Sorcerer's Stone. Okay. All right. Hey, man, that is a start. And you yep. know what? Because you got all seven books, that is considered an investment. I hope you're the kind of guy who likes to get uh, everything he pays for and hopefully will uh, enjoy and uh, pursue it uh, through through to the, to, to, the, to the bitter end. Yep. And hey, maybe, maybe even when I get all pottered up, if you will, then I can come and guest on your podcast. Who knows? I think that would be a great reward uh, yes. if you put in the effort. I, I, I'll talk to the guys about it. Perfect. Yep. My, my, I've got two business degrees. So immediately I was like, yes, I'm actively looking at my ROI, return on yeah. investment. So. <laughs> cool. Well, um, let's invest some time. Oh, segues into showcasing <laughs> some stuff from the forums. So like I said, there is a ton, a ton for us to pick from. So Eric, what stuck out to you as something you wanted to showcase? I love, um, there's a post here by Edwin Sue or E-D-W-I-N-S-U, uh, who is listed as a commoner on this post. But the simplicity in language when coming up with something, maybe it's even like a little bit of tongue-in-cheek humor. But in terms of the school's location in the world, they wrote, On a rocky island in the middle of a river connected to a town called Stonebridge by a huge stone bridge. <laughs> I like it. I, I love it. There's beauty in simplicity. Um, they further write, the school has been at this location as long as anyone can remember, but has been destroyed a few times in its history. But the vaults and library carved out of the rock, uh, out into the rock under the school always survived. So 
why I love this post in particular is it feels very lived in and real worldy. Like not just because of that sentence of backstory, oh, it's been destroyed and the old stuff is still below, but that mirrors, I think, our own, you know, cities that have lasted a thousand years. For instance, ancient Rome, you know, has new things built on top of old things and you know, other old cities like Paris still have the catacombs and, you know, strange and mysterious things occurred down there, including human sacrifice. And mm-hmm. it's not the sort of thing you get today, but because the the newest stuff will always be on top and, you know, there will always be an adventure there, like an, 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 an adventure inherent in diving deep and going down. And so I think that it's real smart. It uh, It definitely mirrors reality as we know it, in addition to being endless opportunities of potentially endless opportunities of fantasy for your role playing game. You know, students may have to explore these vaults and and you know these older parts of the school, um, which are still around from you know old magic. Or there's so many other things that could tie into just the idea that the school is old. It's been in one place but destroyed a couple times. That's pretty cool. It adds character to the place, which is what we look for in uh, in in a school in terms of. You know, in this world, it mirrors Hogwarts. Hogwarts had it was the same way in Harry Potter. Yeah, I really love it because, especially because it lends towards interesting NPCs as well. Because once you start delving into the the world of magic, you know, and you could have that person that's like, ah, oh, I remember when the original school and why it was so great. But then everyone that's new is like, no, it's great because we got to rebuild it ourselves, and we have this attachment to it. It's like go to the go to the crypts, old man. Uh, <laughs> So the one I wanted to point out was, I don't know, I think part of me likes it because uh, I'll explain, and you'll see why I like it. Okay, okay. So it's from DM Sam, who is a silver dragon on our Patreon account. Nice. And essentially I put as part of the prompt a subject that would be taught and the teacher that teaches it. Um, And the subject is arcane history, and that will be taught by Professor Rhodes, who is a silver dragon. Hmm. And I'm like, oh, wait, are you just putting yourself in this? Good for you. Good <laughs> right? for you. So, it, well, it, their appearance is a middle-aged human woman with long platinum hair tied up in a bun. And so I do think it's so interesting because it's so more, so much more accessible to make the, the school of magic much more fantastic in that it's like, oh, dragon, dragons are fine. Just everyone's a dragon. And we're all going to teach you teach you magic now so get ready yeah there's a part coming up in uh i believe it's book five neil so you know just a couple thousand pages uh yeah. from where you are now in harry potter but um they are actually taught eventually by a non-human individual a certain subject and it's a it's very enlightening uh and not to give too much away but you've previously seen that same subject taught by a human and to view the 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 drastic differences or even the subtle differences little nuance of what it's like to be taught by a fantastic creature is real exciting and i'd say that topic is really it's explored or it's it's in there but never really fully explored so i love the idea of a non-human teacher in any other magic school because the possibility it you'd you'd almost think it would be common mm-hmm. well the, yeah the funny thing is like yes there's a wizard teaching this class no i don't want to mess up they can do terrible things to me but then it's like you go to this person's class not only are they a wizard they could instantly turn into a gigantic dragon so Mm -hmm. i assume everyone's always on their best behavior i would hope so so we've showcased a couple of the 
ideas from the forum. But Eric, you and I are going to start lifting the mental weights right now. Lifting weights is what I do. Look at me. Lift these weights. Oh gosh. Okay. I can, I can feel it. I got to do some stretches here real quickly. Uh, one, three, five, seven, nine, 11, 13, 15, 17, 21. Wait, no, not 21. That's not a prime. I was, I was going to say, I was going to make the joke. Now you're primed. Uh, (laughs) until I wasn't. Yeah. Math joke for the five of you that landed on. Math joke. Cool. So the idea that we came up with, because like was previously mentioned pretty much the entire prompt was done. So at the very end, DM rule gave us the idea that we're going to go with, and we're actually going to create a rival school. Ooh. So I also thought, do we want to go with the kobold idea or did we want to go with something else? Let's figure out. Let's, let's, let's take what has been generously given to us uh, so far. Cool. If you want to toss up that part of the prompt and then we can just kind of go from there. Yeah, sure. So uh, DM Rule has pitched uh, a rival school to be Rhyme Academy of the Arcane. Rhyme is an R-I-M-E, Academy of the Arcane, led by the famous kobold wizard, Crack the Blue. Crack is kobold with blue-tinged scales and is able to breathe lightning. He is the most talented kobold wizard in the world. Uh, the world has known his beliefs and morals more closely align with neutral slash good races than his own kin. So, here are the uh, questions we will be answering through building this Rhyme Academy of the Arcane. Number one, of course, where is it located? Two, when and how did this rivalry start? This is where we get back to all the wonderful things that we know about our school, or the other school that Rhyme will be competing with. Number three, who are the star pupils? which always interests me. And number four, what kind of competitions take place between the various schools? Interesting. I like it. I especially like the addition of more neutral good than the Kabul race would typically allow for. I like that. There's, I I, I always like inherent contradictions, I guess, new and old, apparently. And, uh, you know, this assumption that you are a certain alignment because of your species. And I also like the idea that potentially you ain't this kobold, 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 however you want to say it. Aye, aye, aye. The internet's going to get mad at us. The <laughs> the short lizard creature that they <laughs> look at things differently because of how much time they've invested into the arcane arts and studying and learning and doing all of these things and seeing all of these situations that have happened and giving just this creature a better perspective of the world just through study whereas before the the you know the kobolds would just be talking to each other and like oh humans are terrible blah 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 and so then it would just perpetuate and this guy's like no 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 first off i can shoot lightning so listen to me (laughs) (laughs) yeah one and, and and on the other hand, I, I'm wondering if this will help us to determine the first part of the equation here, which is where is it located? Because I wonder what sacrifices would have to be made on behalf of the kobold race, like because he's potentially. I mean, he's giving away their secrets. He's ta- he's taught he's teaching their knowledge. So in order to you know when you'd normally be uh, what's the word xenophobic or closed off to other races, you know how does his how how does this founder uh, fellow race uh, permit this to, to occur what you know is, is it is it do they are they meeting 
on their terms? Are they meeting in like a giant cobalt city? You know, what exactly is going on? Because I'd like to think that whenever you defer from the pack, you're going to um, naturally come up against some obstacles uh, with your race. So so how is it that this um, built with this inherent contradiction can even get off the ground in the first place? Or was the founder exiled? And, you know, is, is that is that a source for for strife here? I kind of like the idea that they had been exiled and essentially they end up somewhere that is very cosmopolitan and some, you know, and they've done things to be accepted by the society by doing good deeds of some sort. And then mm. because I have read some of Harry Potter, I think <laughs> the um, kind of the idea of like all of the things that they have that are hidden in plain sight, I think would yeah. be. They're very, you know, just a very interesting take because it's like very plain, but those who are in the know know that this is where that wizard school is led by Crack the Blue. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. And actually, uh, just going back to what, well, it turns out that the school that, that Rhyme is the rival of was named on the thread to be the Therog Sunhair Bastion of Magic. Uh, which was super awesome. I believe that was named by Maribson, the adventurer on the Diamnastics thread. And um, just just a little uh, history given for the Bastion of Magic. The founding of the Bastion was unlike most others of its kind. It wasn't originally a bastion of knowledge and research. In its youth, it was a military fortress, built to hold the line against the encroaching hordes of gnolls and hobgoblins. Any soldier and student entering the Bastion was told, quote, If the walls fall, then you have two choices, die on your feet or live on your knees. Mm-hmm. And that is, in fact, the motto. That's the motto of the school, die on your feet or live on your knees. So setting up a rival in rhyme to a school which was previously a military for like some of that identity never really truly rubs off. It sounds like our school rhyme might actually be more fun <laughs> or more, <laughs> more, more lively in terms of, um, in terms of, uh, you know, if you're if you're a student, and and actually going through all of these posts, there is a a, a strictness and attention played to discipline. There's mm-hmm. a caretaker, Mister Ogglerot, and uh, <laughs> he's essentially cursed to be good, and was previously a an accomplished dark spell person. Um, you know, all of this is very very dark and deep and and exciting in a really cool way, but setting up rhyme we should we should totally go the other way i mean you suggested neil uh cosmopolitan city i say why not make the entrance an actual inn <laughs> Ooh, I like right that. right right sort of like uh sort of like the leaky cauldron but that's not getting into hogwarts that's just you know there's a very public and almost duty to the community aspect of of a school and as well as with a pub and so i'm thinking perhaps perhaps our school is is uh accessed through a pub somehow directly and i really like the idea of essentially requesting the right room to get into the school (laughs) and it's much bigger than a than a an ordinary room at an inn or is it (laughs) nice i like that a lot um and i would also want it to be the closest big town to the bastion of magic and essentially there was this big rivalry between oh, this town's just here to just be and exist and just accept everyone and try and be cosmopolitan. And then the Bastion, in its more military ways and military days, was like, no, 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 that's not safe. We can't do that. 
And I think that that's, that could be where the rivalry started because I would think a, another magic school would bring in all kinds of very eccentric people that is not that were not appreciated by the bastion of magic. Definitely. Uh, you're going to love Harry Potter book two, by the way. Um, yes. <laughs> it touches on some of these themes of acceptance and which students are optimal to, to learn well, at Hogwarts in the books, but um, definitely very interesting. I, I would think that Therog Sunhair in this comparison would be more like a, a Slytherin, you know, even even calling itself the bastion of magic, a very Ravenclaw sort of term of this is where you will study and this is where you will learn good. And I feel like rhyme in comparison would have a focus on knowledge for the betterment of the community and would have sort of a more community mind definitely um let's see so what were the other questions i think we can just do number three let's pick one star pupil and then one competition for three and four and then we'll be i think we'll be good to go so who is our star pupil hmm our star pupil is going to be uh what's a good surname give me a surname Hmm. okay i'll do it so i have a program that i use Ooh. the, the ever changing book of names and it's very well and so people have heard me say before so this description is more for you um <laughs> where essentially a guy who's super super into language and the structure of language and everything like that built this program to create things from input text so using enough examples It'll essentially give you more examples that fit the language structure that you've presented. Oh, I love that so much. So we could do Europe, British Isles. I could go Forgotten Realms and get into some of the races there. We can do Celtic tribes. Ooh. Oh, I was not disappointed. What'd you get? Well, now I have to try and say it. That's my problem. <laughs> you can always spell it. Um, so there's a lot with the double I at the end, apparently, in Celtic. Ooh. So then there's um, Selveti. So S-E-L-V-E-T-I-I. Selveti. Um, okay. Let's, uh, let's name our star pupil then. We'll make it uh, a young woman by the name of, let's say, Avril Selveti. Ooh. Avril, A-V-R-I-L, Savetti. And her deal is that she comes to uh, Rhyme Academy with an extensive appreciation of uh, her community. She's sort of a pillar of her community. Perhaps she came to school late because she was helping her community rebuild after a fight or, or a, a war or, or some kind of catastrophe, which delayed her schooling. But she comes in with uh, this wonderful mindset of, I'm going to pick up more skills and really excel at helping the community and, and, and not, a, not in a, a matronly way, but in a, in a duty sort of sense to her community and the way that students who are learned in magical arts can, can help and can better the world around them. I like it. There's so, uh, so much that I like about that one because I could see the story, you know, I mean, depending on where you would want to pick up in her story you could pick up earlier and she has this affinity to magic and she's using it and essentially the rhyme school is coming to her saying yes you need to join because clearly like it, it 
it explains itself why you need to join. Yeah. And, but then she's always refusing, saying, no, I need to help my community. Finally, she decides, you know what, I've learned all I can learn on my own. I think that I would in the long term be more beneficial for me and the community if I went to this school. But then everything from there is just this older person in school with all these younger people. <laughs> yeah. And I think there's, you know, uh, in the way that old age or not old age, but, you know, ad- adults can learn still from children or, or teenagers, this reminder of perhaps a childhood that she left behind, you know, because she, I would assume she grew up young. Mm-hmm if that makes sense. And um, just uh, making a more a magical modification or more fantasy uh, modification to her first name, I would probably spell it uh, A-V-E-R-E-L-L. Um, Ooh, like Averell. Perfect. So now the question, now that we've got her and she's the star pupil, I mean, mm-hmm. we can't do Quidditch, but what <laughs> wonderful game will we create for... Hmm. Or rather, not game. I, I used game because of Harry Potter. Look what it's done to me. But the competition that would take place. Competition. Okay, let's brainstorm. So the Bastion of Magic is located on an island, and uh, Rhyme Academy is located possibly in a one-room schoolhouse in the city. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so so there, it won't be something with an expansive pitch like Quidditch. It mm-hmm. won't be a, a, a team contact sport where the, with with a hundred yards, you know, football field size thing. So is it is it a is a, a mind game? Is it like um are we doing Star Trek here where it's the three D chess or you know mm. something like that? Uh but in terms of competition, how do these two schools with two different approaches to magic meet? Uh so I have too many ideas, I guess, running in my head. So, because I think I had one, and then you started talking, and I got a whole another one. So, the concept that I think of is something happens in the middle, you know, because theoretically these two schools are fairly close to each other, but then the whole school gets together and goes out somewhere and builds something through magic, creates Mm. it, and it is a completely neutral party that comes in and judges which they think is the best creation i love that and you know perhaps it's like i'm tr- I'm thinking i was inspired to think of when the olympics come to a town and they build all these you know unique stadiums and things or, mm-hmm. or, or even housing to you know house the big crowds that are coming and and the athletes and all of that i'm thinking well the bastion school I mean, the Rhyme, Rhyme Academy would love this community outreach. Let's build something that's going to help people. And then the Bastion, which may be more focused on more book smarts and 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 learning for self betterment, this type thing, would still not want to be outdone by Rhyme. And so they would also have to compete and and construct something that only t- like not tangentially, but consequently results in the betterment of a community. But that's not their goal. They're just competing. Uh, to build a, a magnificent work of architecture. I like it a lot because <laughs> I was thinking more Burning Man. You were definitely thinking more help. <laughs> uh, yeah, Burning Man is 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 cool too. You'd have a wizard Woodstock. Yep. Well, no, just in the like that crazy construction that they do, and then they set on fire at the end. But <laughs> that's kind of what I was thinking. But I really, I mean, I like your idea way way better in that. Not only do you have to create something through magic that is completely functional, but it also benefits the society that you are placed inside of. So maybe the Bastion of Magic builds a dam that helps to irrigate the 
irrigate the crops. Yeah, and it's and it's the coolest, smartest dam anyone's ever seen, <laughs> which is why they're pri- they pride themselves on it. Yeah, and then it could be you know, and so then like the flip side of what would rhyme typically create. I could just see some kind of like not very it wouldn't be like a necessary but almost like a public transit system inside of the town. I love it. Yeah, you know, because you and you're thinking more of these medieval this medieval era, so it doesn't really make sense like why do we need public transit, but then they do it and it's like it's kind of fun more than it is necessary. <laughs> I like scanning my ticket and getting on the the b- blue line and the colors of the Yeah, or or we could name the lines of the train something uh, arcane. You know, like like ancient dragon species and that. Oh, perfect. They'd all be colored and then the... Oh, they'd all be colored and then the cars or whatever would be the dragon of the associated color. Now I'm just thinking of um, the Flintstones movie where they have pterodactyls take them to work. Perfect. Exactly <laughs> the same thing. Awesome. All right. Well, sir, I think we have done it, but... As you asked me a very important question in the beginning, I will ask you a very important question. And that question is, where can people go to find you and all the stuff you do here on the internet? Well, best way still is Twitter. You can find me on Twitter at Spielerman, S-P-I-E-L-E-R-M-A-N. On Twitter, that's where I spend most of my time online these days. Or recording the weekly Harry Potter podcast, which is called MuggleCast. And you can find that at Muggle, M-U-G-G-L-E, cast on Twitter. Um, And when I'm not doing those things, I am editing the Improvised Star Trek podcast, which you can find on Twitter, Improv Star Trek, I-M-P-R-O-V-S-T-A-R-T-R-E-K. And a brand new website, by the way, over there, which is gorgeous. It was a labor of love for about uh, 16 months and um, everyone and if, oh and you don't need to know anything about Star Trek to like the podcast it's an office comedy set in space Nice. so everyone should listen perfect and as always for us if you wanted to shoot us an email you can do so by sending it to dmnastics at gmail.com or you can head over to twitter and follow at dmnastics or if you wanted to follow me it's at jumpmoniac and if you don't know what i say when i say that it's on the dmnastics twitter but for <laughs> everything else on the network just head over to blockpartypodcastnetwork.com above all of that though i just want to implore you the listener to join up on our forums and take part in these challenges and exercises as well as all of the other amazing conversations being had to do that head over to dungeonmasterblock.freeforums.net and try some dmnastics so your players don't ask do you even lift? Oh, I could barely lift my right arm because I did so many. I don't know if you heard me counting. I did over a thousand. Just watch out for the guns. They'll get you. <laughs> <laughs>